Hey, this is Yelena with 23T, a podcast where we'll be spilling the tea all over ourselves. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I'm going to start with my bad news as usual. The only thing I have right now is it goes back to the nail situation. Got my nails done at a place that I don't usually go to and he didn't do a very good job. And then one came off and then I ended up taking the rest off and now they look absolutely terrible. But that's pretty much it. Everything else has been going pretty good except for one other thing. Um, I have Jane here and I fed her some wrong information. So I told her to go to St. Clair Station to get here. But the train only ran to Bloor and then she had to take an Uber and the Uber took about 10 minutes to pick her up. Yeah. So she was waiting in the cold to get here. So I'm sorry, Jane. But yes, this is Jane. Um, Jane actually was an actor in Ghosted and she played the role of Val. Yes. Um, how we, I guess, met is I posted on, do you remember what it's called? The Actors Toronto or something on Facebook? Yeah, like a group on Facebook, it's, but there are many groups on Facebook. So. Yeah, one of the groups on Facebook that like you're looking for actors or models or whatever. Yeah. So I posted about my short there. And you sent me um, an email and then I think you sent in a, um, a demo reel, self-tape. Yeah, sorry, self-tape. And then we did some redirects yeah. and then I gave you the part of Val. And yeah, are you excited to see it on Valentine's Day? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> and did you like the illustration? I really, I really liked them. Really yeah, cool, they right? They were really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did a great job and you know, yeah. the whole style mm -hmm. was just something I really liked. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. I was actually going to get another girl to do it. I don't know if you listen to the podcast where I talk about this, but I was going to get another girl to do it and then she rec she couldn't do it and she recommended me a bunch of other artists in Toronto because mm -hmm. I, I asked her, I was like, oh, I don't really know anyone else. Can you just let me know? So she gave me a list and then that girl was also on the list. She said she was really nice to work with and whatever. So I went on Instagram and looked at all the people's different styles that they were posting. And I really liked hers. It kind of was like a lot of um, what she posted was like pencil work, like line work, mm -hmm. which I really liked. And I had a very specific vision for the poster. Like I told her all those details about wanting the four of you kind of like on a couch or together drinking alcohol. I wanted the little hearts around your head because yeah. you're kind of like the romantic one, yeah. like kind of giddy and silly. And then um, us as well in the corners. But she did it so quickly. Um, and she gave me a rough copy within like a couple of days. Yeah, so for like it only took a week or so, it right? It took like a week. Yeah. I was so happy because I gave her a month. Yeah. And no, um, I know Chayla really liked it as well because it was meant to look like all of us. Mm -hmm. I thought it, they, she did a pretty good job. It was yeah. like pretty cute. It was. It yeah. was. Um, and then it's coming out on Valentine's Day. So I've had it for a while now. I've had the um, the actual like file on my computer sitting. I've watched it a few times, but I wanted to put it out on Valentine's Day because just of like the story. And I think it's funny because it's a bunch of singles Yeah. Um, on like a romantic holiday or whatever, a Hallmark holiday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I want to know more about you because we didn't really get to know each other very well. Um, we did a one read through mm -hmm. and then we did the day of the shooting. And of course, that's a lot of like hectic. Everybody's well, I was stressed. I'm sure you were okay. I was stressed because um, I felt like I had a lot of responsibilities. But um, yeah, we didn't get to really know each other past that point. So I want to know more about like why and how did you get into acting or was that one of your first experiences? 
no, I did acting before. Mm -hmm. um, when I actually, when I was 18 years old, and I had to like choose for an education, like university or college. Uh, that's actually how it's divided in the Netherlands. So you either choose for university or college, depending on your background. Okay. Um, and um, I signed up for this uh, theater school. Um, but I was just very blonde and I didn't know what would happen. And uh, eventually it, it turned out to be um, an audition I, and I was just too late. <laughs> okay. I arrived late. So um, <laughs> that's actually how I missed my opportunity to get into theater school, I think. Mm -hmm. So instead, I started media and entertainment management. And uh, while I was studying there, I became part of this like kind of sorority or something. Okay. Um, but specifically for theater. So, oh, interesting. Um, like but, a club almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. And, um, and so I was so shy that I didn't dare to act. So mm -hmm. I just signed up for everything backstage. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I did props and I did production and that kind of stuff. And then suddenly I was like, no, I want to change this. I know I've been dancing for almost all my life and yeah. I enjoyed being on stage. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can do acting too. I mean, I've done some small classes before. So then uh, I signed up and I did my first musical and I was also singing on stage. And oh, that wow. was so new. <laughs> I was terrified, but it was fun. And then actually from there on, I did a couple of more, couple more musicals, and then I started to do acting classes, and uh, yeah, and did some small productions before I moved to Toronto. Mm -hmm. Amazing! Yeah. So as Jane mentioned, she's from the Netherlands. So yeah. how long have you been living in Toronto for? Uh, almost ten months now. Ten months! Oh my gosh! So yeah. like actually fairly recently. Yeah. So we met, I guess, in November, right? Mm -hmm. Oh wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I didn't know, which I realized later. But you are you married? I am. Okay. So were you wearing your ring in the movie the whole time or the show? Was I? I don't know. I think you were. Oh, Because you're supposed to be this single person. Yeah. I was like, is that an engagement ring? Well, or like a these, wedding ring? These two, then yes, it's a wedding ring and an engagement I ring. I don't know. I have to look back. But I also list like from following you on Instagram, I was like, oh, that's her husband. Yeah. Like she, she has a husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, the only good thing is probably I noticed that in Canada, everyone wears their wedding ring on the left hand and I wear it on my right. Oh, see, I don't even know these things. Yeah, well, <laughs> I noticed because they <laughs> asked my husband a lot. Like, why are you wearing your wedding ring on the right hand? Oh. It's just, you know, we pick up aside and then we go with it <laughs> okay yeah fair enough yeah um no that's really interesting so what are you are you working on anything right now because i was kind of been watching your instagram and seeing like waiting to get on set or whatever you mean acting wise acting wise yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh so i'm currently not working on anything mm -hmm. i have one short film uh planned at the end of march mm -hmm. but i'm waiting for like all the details mm -hmm. i did an audition yesterday Ooh. so let's hope yeah. uh, i get the part uh and besides that i really want to search for like a good class to improve my skills mm -hmm. um so if you have any recommendations i do i do have some recommendations um so i did meisner which i can send you the email for and that's actually very affordable it's only 250 dollars mm -hmm. for eight weeks it oh. was a really good class it's something that i've never done before um you can just google it kind of find out what is meisner um it's kind of hard to explain you actually it's one of those things that you have to experience mm -hmm. Um, but no, that one was great. 
it was different. And the other one, I took two different classes at Armstrong Acting Studios. It's Queen East. Mm -hmm. Those are a little bit pricier. They're just over $1,000 for depending. You can do it for, I think, like 12 weeks. Or you can do it for a lot shorter, like six weeks. But then it would be twice a week. There's a lot of different options with Armstrong. But that's definitely more of a professional route to take. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all for television and film. So everything is done on camera. Everything is videotaped. So you have a lot of material at the end of the classes that you can take and use for your demo reel or whatever. Mm. But both of those were really great, which I can send you emails for. Yeah, please. I'm actually looking for more classes too. I'm thinking about it just because I finished in December and now I'm just kind of like, it's hard with acting because it's not like anything else where you can just sit and write or you can like sit and play your instrument. Acting is a bit tougher. Like you you have to really find a way to practice, I guess, in a way that's just like, I don't know anyone really personally that just like reads scripts and like memorizes them. Like you're practicing when you're getting an audition yeah. and that's your practicing time, yeah. right? No yeah. one goes home and like practices every night like other things. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I don't. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's an idea to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to Those really uh, motivated people. <laughs> are doing that which is good for you yeah um no something else that i found really interesting about you that i didn't know because we didn't really get to talk a lot but i saw on instagram was that you wrote a book yay and you recently released this book and it's funny because it's actually my nickname like the top title like say say it for me what the whole thing is like in dutch yeah say it in dutch it's yells Mm -hmm. yeah so yells (laughs) yells is one of my nicknames so i was like oh this is so funny um yeah i want you to just get into that because i was like wow that is so cool like you have a published book it's sitting right in front of us Mm -hmm. it's a great cover too as well i want you to talk about that you're on the back everything's in dutch so i can't read it but (laughs) (laughs) i want you to kind of talk about first of all what is it about so um Yells is a girl in the in the story she's 24 years old and she is this girl that has a very uh, weakness for conspiracy theories. Okay. Uh, so everything that happens, she thinks happens for a reason. And so she's triggered by a couple of events um, that start with um, people that disappear. Mm. And she's like, these are a lot of people that disappear nowadays. And then she finds like the news, uh, the news announcement of one people that disappeared. And she reads that it's connected with a book which is called The Source. Okay. Then two minutes later, she's checking the message again. And then it's completely like that part about The Source is gone. And so she's oh, like, wow. oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple of, of days later, she um, gets a letter from her dad. Well, it's actually written by her mom, but her mom passed away years ago. And she left their children, um, her children, she left letters for them. And this letter actually mentions also the source, like um, the book that Mm -hmm. was mentioned in the letter. So at that point, Yells is determined to actually find it and she wants to read it. But she finds out it's actually very hard to find it because it's been banned from society. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's when it gets mysterious. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so eventually, of course, she finds the book. She makes a copy of it. And then she finds out actually that she's part of a nation that's been, you know, washed away from history and that the world is divided into two dimensions. No, oh, not that even makes two, sense with three, the cover. Three dimensions. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then the whole story starts. So uh, actually, she's in this period of time that dimensions are fading. So you can enter the other dimension. And her world actually wants to avoid people getting to the other dimensions. Um, okay. And the story isn't finished. This is just part one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and it's going to be translated in English. Amazing. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. That, like, I'm so, this is so cool. I've never actually met someone that's published a book. Yeah. So I was, I really wanted to talk to you about it. And describe a bit of this cover for people like they can't yeah. see, but you were talking about the three dimensions. So yeah. is that meant to be divided by this root here? Yeah. Well, um, spoiler alert, but you know, the book only uh, covers the first two dimensions. I gotcha. So the third one is still hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hidden by these clouds yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. So the so- left side is... Uh, this is the dimension where Gels is coming from, so that's more of a city. Okay. And the other dimension is really focused on nature. Mm, okay, cool. Uh, they don't have cities. They only have like small villages with tents and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why it's divided in two parts. And this thing in the middle, I don't know. I have a discussion on how you name this. <laughs> it's like a root. Yeah. Some kind of plant. Yeah. Well, it's, you, that's the thing you use when you... Uh, you're searching for a way and it's gonna vibrate <laughs> oh i don't know oh um oh i don't know me neither <laughs> i thought actually it was called a dousing rod or something but then somebody else told me no no that's not the word so Jeez, i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna have to look into that um uh, but that's actually the subtitle so we i need to, well the, the one who's going to translate it obviously knows but she's not there yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that's why it's divided because this is showing her the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, but it's kind of like a metaphorical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's like it has this kind of mysterious layer on top of it because it's, it is mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's yeah. beautiful. So how long and or like, I guess, when did you start writing this? Well, I found out I'm uh, I'm having this journal. You'd write every day like a, a sentence mm-hmm. on what you've done that day or what you're grateful for. And yesterday I opened it and it said, okay, I finally did it. The first words are on paper for my novel. I was like, okay, so a year ago, like January ago 31st. Today? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you finished writing it in one year. Yeah. And publishing it too, yeah. That's crazy. It's it's pretty fast. Were you right? Yeah, I would. That's that's yeah. so fast. Yeah. Were you writing every single day? Almost. Almost yeah. every day. Yeah. Wow. So when did you actually finish? And I guess I don't know how it works, but you, you had an editor, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. In the end, so what mm. I first did is um, I started books before, but I never finished them. Mm. Because I found out the key is to have discipline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I agreed with myself to write every day for just an hour. I started at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. till 9 a.m. Uh, 9 a.m. And then um, I just let it rest. Mm-hmm. And that was actually for me, that was the key to success. Mm-hmm. So I had a few exceptions when I had like a writer's block or I wrote uh for a morning in the weekend i was like i'm not feeling like it on monday mm-hmm. um but that's basically how i wrote it and that took me i think the first draft took me about um six months or so and then mm-hmm. i sent it to a couple of friends and also my brother who is very like a very critical person mm-hmm. um <laughs> to yeah to 
to reflect on what I wrote and to tell mm -hmm. me uh, how I could improve it. So then I made the second draft and that I sent to an editor. Yeah. Yeah. And so she helped me with uh, a little bit of the structure, but actually she said it was really pretty good. And um, she had a few suggestions that I listened to or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then... Um, Yeah, published it end of the year. I did uh, self-publishment, uh, self-publishing. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I sent it to a couple of publishers, but you know that's like the process is so slow, mm -hmm. and I think we live in this era, and it's made possible for us to do things ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a marketing background too, so for me, Perfect. I can you know do the marketing myself. So that's fine. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. It seems like you were meant to write this book then. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it really feels that way mm -hmm. that I was meant to write it. So. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also for it, because this is, I say, like, it's part one. Mm -hmm. And I really want to do a part two. And it's already forming in my head. And I actually wrote a couple of things down when I was doing background <laughs> this week mm -hmm. at a, a feature film. Um, I just see connections. And then when I'm ready to write it, I'm going to write it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So where is it available right now? So it's only available in Dutch, but she's working on getting it in English. But for those who read Dutch, where is it available right now? Uh, so it's available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, the Dutch Amazon as an ebook and the German one <laughs> as a uh, paperback. Mm -hmm. And we have like the Dutch Amazon, which is called uh, bol.com. And mm -hmm. it's also available there. So it's actually... If you live in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. you can buy it anywhere. <laughs> awesome. If you live abroad like me, uh, it's a bit harder. My parents actually brought this copy for me because uh, of the, uh, like how much it costs to send it here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so, so cool. So your family's read it then? Yeah. 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 My mom did. My brother did. And my dad and my other brother are still working on it. Fair enough. Yeah. Brothers, dads. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really, really exciting. And I can't wait for you to put it out in English. But so how long has it been out for, I guess? About a month? Uh, it's published on December 19th. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah, a little bit more than a month now. Mm -hmm. Month and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm like flabbergasted. Because like, <laughs> like you were saying, especially writing it in a year, like the script that I had was what, nine pages? Yeah. And the amount of times I had to go back to it and felt confident enough to like put it out or that it was good enough. And like it was one of my first things like now even looking back, it was something that I didn't want to give up on. But now looking back, it wasn't like that good. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I've already changed so much um, from that time that I wrote it two years ago to now yeah. um, and just like developed more. So I'm working on something right now and I've only written five pages, but I really like the concept of it. It's another a lot more comedy in this one but it's another comedy there is like relationships in it i really like to just talk about like dating and romance mm -hmm. and just our culture like that and even just friendships and how friendships can be very romantic and things get very complicated um i really like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but i just started writing it and yeah it like discipline is a huge thing yeah um because you don't always feel like writing um but you kind of have to do it and i do you know kelly oxford who no, that is no kelly oxford she's just she's pretty big on instagram she's a canadian author she lives in the states now but um one of the things that she says is like you just like and other people i'm sure say this that are authors but you have to just like really sit down 
and right and Mm -hmm. you have to like forgive yourself that it's not going to be perfect Mm -hmm. right away like but the act of you doing it like makes you a writer yeah it's not that it's like good writing it's that you're actually actively doing it um so it is a lot of discipline yeah um but i can't even imagine writing something how many pages is this um so like in this format this is like uh a five to 119 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i wrote nine pages and i was exhausted (laughs) so i'm hoping that this new one that i'm doing is more like 20 to 30 like a full episode 20 to 30 minutes long but like we'll see how long it takes it's just all about the process Mm -hmm. i mean um i wrote like, actually, I started this story a couple of years ago, and I wrote, like, 40 pages, mm-hmm. and then I opened it last year, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel good anymore, because I developed, my yeah. writing developed, so mm-hmm. that's, like, perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was just not as good as this one is, and maybe after a couple of years, maybe I think this one is not good enough, but, you know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you were mentioned you have a background in marketing. And just from the things that I see on social media, I you have a day job, right? Like you have something that you go to. So yep. you're not working today. Um, I have my own company, so I can work whenever I whenever I want. Well, there you go. <laughs> you learn something new. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay, you need to get into that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm a solopreneur, so like a solo entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, and. Actually, before I moved to Toronto, I started my own company because I just wanted to do something else than work for the companies that I worked for. Mm -hmm. So um, I started as a digital agency, um, meaning that I could offer like website development, logo development, uh, copywriting, like all kinds of stuff that you need to position yourself online. Mm -hmm. And then I found out... um, in the end, I was being a project manager and I didn't want to do that anymore because I, I've done that before and mm-hmm. I just didn't like it as mm-hmm. much. So like halfway through 2018, I decided I want to focus more on the strategic side of branding. Okay. Uh, so how are you going to position yourself as your brand uh, in a market that is so full with all of other people that also want your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became a brand strategist. Like there's many names on how to uh-huh. how to call it. But what I do is I love to work with people that also are solo entrepreneurs. And that's why they need to connect their own person to their brand and give them ways and ideas on how to uh, how they can actually match their own personality with their business mm. so they can make it successful and they can do marketing that actually works for them mm-hmm. yeah so that's what i do during like daytime <laughs> wow that's so so interesting um so when i just saw like you've done like some powerpoints and some presentations right do yeah. you so what what is that um so yeah, that's very exciting because mm. I'm doing that here. Uh, because I have also Dutch clients, I do a lot through a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, I live here and I like to meet people, so I organized a workshop around, you know, branding and personal branding, and um, it was sold out. People thought it was really interesting, so I'm gonna do it again, uh, probably end of March. Amazing. Yeah. So how did you go about organizing that? Yeah. Well. That was actually pretty interesting. Uh, And that was kind of something that I needed to learn too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, my network isn't really big here since I only moved here 10 months ago. Right. And um, 
then I just ask for help. Like, how can I, I know how to organize a workshop, but how can I actually get people to come to my workshop mm-hmm. and pay for it? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the biggest things that I've learned is actually the people that I knew just send them a text say okay this is what i'm gonna do do you maybe know someone who's interested are you interested to come and you know visit my workshop and there were a couple of people who really liked it there was one um friend in particular uh she's kind of doing the same thing as i'm doing and she's like i will be your first uh your first guest i will be there and from that point on actually she invited people and then another person that i met she really liked what i was doing invited people over and so that's how i sold out Mm -hmm. yeah wow that's see like that is really great and that's kind of what the podcast is also about is like like you're calling it like soul entrepreneur absolutely that is people who are taking things that they're passionate in and good at and making it a career but really doing it by building their own opportunity because like you're saying there's so many people now that want to be noticed and are kind of doing that and trying to Mm -hmm. make their own brand and whatever and like how are you gonna stand out but also just again actively doing it really makes a difference like deciding that you're gonna do it every day putting time into it because it's not it's not just gonna come to you it is hard work Mm mm-hmm um, and that's really interesting. If I had known about that, I honestly would have gone. Because um, well, you seem really knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, in March, you're going to yeah. have another one. Yeah. I'm going to go to it. Yeah. You need to start putting things in English. I know. <laughs> because I know your stories, but everything is in Dutch. And I'm like, what is she talking about? See, like, I would have been interested for sure. Yeah. Because you have a great background. Um, you have you obviously have a lot to share. Um, how much were you selling the tickets for? Uh, $20. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'm freaking ready. And some have like discount codes. So, you know, just ask me. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm there in March. Yeah. Um, no, that's amazing. So do you do... So, okay. So you do acting. You've done musicals. Um, you're a writer. You have a background in marketing. You obviously have a lot going on. Is there anything else creatively that you're doing? Uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I like to be creative whenever I can. Mm-hmm. So that means if I have time to like um, coloring, mm-hmm. I have this book, you know, it's all there and I just, you know, color mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever I want. Yeah. Sometimes I do, I draw like things, but mm-hmm. that's, then I really need to feel creative mm-hmm. because I'm really creative critical like towards myself Mm -hmm. you know if i do something like with everything also seeing myself act everything i'm just seeing all the bad things instead of the good things okay um but besides that you know i love to do crochet Mm -hmm. (laughs) knitting Mm -hmm. and even i have this um sewing machine Mm -hmm. that i brought from the netherlands to yeah so that's all those different things I love to do, but yeah. that's really like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like a big part of your life. It and is. that's what I notice with a lot of people that I yeah. talk to. I'll use my friend as an example, like Jess, she's a photographer mm-hmm. and I podcasted with her, but she also, she does like knitting like that. She knits scarves, gloves. She sold them before. She also is a great artist. She's painted me things before. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that like after talking to so many people, it's like, there's so many things that make you an artist and it really feels like it's something that's in you and that you need to put out because people find all these little outlets. Um, if one thing isn't working, they find another thing. Mm-hmm. It really feels like something that you like have to do. Do you feel that for yourself? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I also, when I don't do it, I feel like I wasted time or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a feeling and yeah. 
I don't know if you recognize that, but that's for me, it's really, yeah. I want to be creative. Mm -hmm. I think also too, there's just like a lot of pressure. Like I feel that just by living in the city, I don't know how you feel like living in Toronto, but I feel like it's really intense, mm -hmm. really money driven um, and competitive. So yeah, when I'm not doing anything, I feel like I'm wasting a lot of time. Yeah. But you, yeah, you do have to step back and like not be so hard on yourself because it's, no. <laughs> it's honestly, as long as you're doing better than you were however many months ago or whatever and comparing yourself to yourself and not others, that's way more positive. Yeah. Um, but I definitely like understand that feeling. Yeah. And you need to also recognize what you've already accomplished. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you for yourself made it, you know, you wrote a script, you actually make made it happen. Um, it's going to be released on uh, Valentine's Day. I mean, that's like, that's worth something. Mm -hmm. And the same is for me. I wrote a book. So, mm -hmm. okay, just please rest a little and enjoy it that you've actually make, made it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you make a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already like on to the next thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, you definitely need to just be like, okay, like I actually accomplished something no matter how big or small you know, it was a process and I did it and now it's finished. Yeah. So definitely need to like relish in that a bit for sure. Yeah. Um, so I want to just ask you something about social media. I mean, I've mentioned it a few times now with you, um, but you do seem to post quite a bit on social media for things that you're working on. Is that true? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. yeah. So you just, do you basically just do like stories that are like kind of advertising your novel or like, do you make your posts more personal? How do you kind of, Do you use it as a tool pretty much is what I'm asking. Is it more of a personal account or are you using it as a tool and um, for branding? I'm most definitely using it as a tool mm -hmm. because before I actually I started my own company, mm -hmm. I was against social media. I was actually thinking of deleting Facebook mm -hmm. and um, Instagram was only for people that I really knew. So I only connected with people that I really knew. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, uh, and it also kind of resonates with what I'm learning other people when they are starting their own businesses is you need it mm -hmm. nowadays. You know, people want to know more about you and the way they're going to find that is by using social media. Mm -hmm. So now I'm basically using it as a tool, but I try to be a little bit, yeah, I, I try to be authentic and I try to be me and mm -hmm. also show um, like the real our real lives mm -hmm. like what is really happening and that's actually what i like about your social media is sometimes you post these photos in your stories i'm like you don't really give a shit about yeah. anything <laughs> and i'm like oh i love that i yeah. should do that more mm -hmm. often yeah i think i push the boundaries a yeah. little bit sometimes <laughs> yeah i actually i posted yesterday And I looked at it and read it again. And I was like, wow, I really don't give a shit, do, do I? Like, I don't care who reads this. And I was like, is this a good or a bad thing? And I was like, oh, whatever. I don't care. And it's real. It's, it's like real. really me. And I think that mm -hmm. matters. And that like, matters, yeah. it, it is my personality. Like, I am that way. So like, if you were talking to me in person, I would probably say something like that. Yeah. So it's like, why not just like be myself on social media? But yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm getting read because it is kind of embarrassing at the same time <laughs> because I am very open with mm -hmm. some weird things that I do and say but no um i think for me i was kind of like that like i really i only have a hundred friends on facebook and that's kind of how i always was I i've always been like a kind of a private person mm -hmm. when it came to my personal life that that didn't make okay i'm a private person i was redundant but um no i always like didn't really want people knowing what was going on 
Um, and I've gone through so many phases of like deleting Instagram, making it private, blocking people, like just being so extra about it. And I was yeah. like, no one can know what I'm up to. Um, but no, now if you've listened to some of my podcasts, I talk about how I've started to use it more of a tool and really I'm starting to push myself to like be myself, whatever that is, as crazy as it is, it's who I am. And it, now it's become something that I actually enjoy Mm -hmm. rather than something that I was like, Oh, like, why do I have this thing? Um, but no, yeah, the more I focus on just like talking about the creative things that I'm doing and using it for like branding, I guess, mm-hmm. and like being myself, the better that I feel about it. And the less I feel like, oh, I need to like get rid of this or like who's like watching or whatever. Um, I know I love talking now, whoever listens to like my podcasts for like whoever listens to all of them know I love to talk about social media just because it's an important mm-hmm. thing in our lives. Um, it's important to also like navigate it and handle it appropriately so like you're saying you do need it but it's just like important conversation of like how to handle it and not like let it like take over yeah um and how to be authentic like you're saying i think is really important and i like seeing that in people who show bits and pieces of like reality or like really try and make it like this is what i'm actually doing like sometimes i'll post a picture and i look good but then i'll post a picture and i'll be like this isn't i just showered like that was one of them like yeah. oh look at this picture of me this isn't right now though like <laughs> i look like crap yeah so just to be like and it's funny um and yeah i think now more than ever it's really important to be like real and honest yeah yeah i totally agree and i think that um maybe our generation is aware of that fact Mm-hmm. And um, on the other hand, it takes a lot of courage to show who you really are mm-hmm. because we we see this picture perfect world mm-hmm. and it kind of, you know, you're going to measure yourself with uh, other people that do the same things as you do. Mm-hmm. But we we forget that those other people are, you know, they have their own problems and they are who they are and they are different from us. Um, and we, every human being is very unique and Mm -hmm. i social media kind of you know if you use it the way a lot of people use it kind of blurs out your uniqueness Mm -hmm. if you know what i mean yeah and actually i i read an article um a week ago so two weeks ago about uh the youth like teenagers um that they really find it hard to um how do i put this um Well, one of the things that the article said was Mm -hmm. uh, teenagers have sex way later than uh, the other generations used to. Really? Yeah. And I was surprised by that. But the reason why was because they have this perfect picture in the head Mm -hmm. and, you know, their life should be perfect and really nice. So this chance on having sex for the first time should be perfect, too. Uh, because they're gonna measure perfect person yeah they're gonna measure everything so how are you gonna find the perfect person you know Mm -hmm. make it the perfect first time and uh you know it puts a lot of pressure on on those people Mm -hmm. i'm like i hope they can actually you know reflect on that and find out that life isn't perfect Mm -hmm. and you can make mistakes that to me sounds like they're having problems more with intimacy and connecting with another person in reality yeah, well, that's right? what the article said too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I mean, it's just one article that I read, but I mm-hmm. think there's like some truth I think, in it. I in think it. there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. And honestly, like I could see how that would be a reality for people growing up now. Because um, I'm sure it's really scary to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it, it is for anyone, but when you have all of these outside sources, um, like you're saying, like you see all the, like, this is perfect. That's perfect. Um, how, how hard would it be for someone who's like 13, 14 to be vulnerable right now Mm -hmm. and share their downfalls or their failures, what we perceive as failures, which aren't right. Like, and you should be failing. Like, I don't under, I don't know anyone who hasn't failed quotation marks. Cause like there's something else waiting for you. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that anyways. Well, I believe that you mm-hmm. have to fail in order to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. You fail and then you get up and you mm-hmm. do better. The point is that you're trying and actually doing something yeah. that makes you successful mm-hmm. is that you're doing something. Yeah. 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 So I hope they will learn it <laughs> one way or another, or maybe, you know, there will be a generation that wants to show real people on Instagram and mm-hmm. social media and then it will all be better. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely people out there like that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like you <laughs> and like you. Yeah. Um, try to i try to though yeah it can be hard sometimes yeah yeah of course um i honestly just have like one more question for you i mean i could ask you a million things Mm -hmm. like you are really such an interesting person i'm so glad that you did this with me um but i just kind of want to know just because it's more of like a curious question Mm -hmm. um so you've been here for 10 months what are you noticing is the biggest difference between here and where were you living in the netherlands uh the south Okay, so was it like a, give me kind of like a idea. Uh, in the city? Yeah, a city. Okay. Yeah, a pretty big city in the south. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of looks like Amsterdam, but it's smaller. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you have an idea now. <laughs> uh, but the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, I think culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I actually, I really needed to get used to is that people in toronto often are late (laughs) for appointments so i did a good job today (laughs) okay yeah you're fitting in perfectly yeah no really i was you know um dutch people are really always on time punctual really punctual Mm -hmm. and uh the first couple of meetings that i had with potential clients or you know people that i wanted to work with they were always five minutes late five Mm -hmm. minutes at least yeah and uh in the beginning, I thought that was really annoying, mm-hmm. but now I think it's part of culture and that's fine. <laughs> I really find that kind of stuff annoying, but I will defend my fellow Torontonians and say <laughs> that that TTC, like we experienced today, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. No. So it's literally out of our hands, but we're doing our best. No, I'm really, really punctual and I hate waiting for people. But I've gotten really used to it, especially with friends. Yeah. I don't have that like business experience that you have. Um, But yeah, with friends, even just like meeting them for dinner is crazy. I will be sitting there for, I'm not even joking, like 45 minutes. And just like I'll have a glass of wine or something (laughs) waiting for my friend. I'm like, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's, (laughs) yeah, that's like one of the things. Maybe that was like a first negative experience. But what I find really interesting, which is a really good experience, is I think there are so many different people with different backgrounds in the city Mm -hmm. and everyone fits in somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really like. And I think uh, my country can really learn from that. So um, that's what you're doing quite well. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I just like, I wanted to just get to know like that side of you, I guess, and like the differences, the things that you notice. Um, that maybe we don't notice. Oh, yeah. Well, there are some more, but, you know, there, those yeah. are like smaller things. And I don't know if that's interesting. <laughs> no. I'm, well, we won't get into it. No. Um. Yeah. So Jane's book is out. Um. She's 
working on publishing it in English. So keep us posted on social media for when you do that because I would love to buy hopefully a paperback copy. I just prefer those over mm-hmm. like um, online. Paperback copy. I mean, it says my name on it, so <laughs> I need it. Um, but no, just you want to just say what your Instagram is for anyone that wants to follow you? Uh, yeah. So basically there are two Instagrams mm-hmm. because the one is my uh, writers slash acting slash, you know, me Instagram, cool. which is uh, Jane Trapman. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to spell that? Uh, is it just Jane Trapman? Like yeah. J-A-N-E-T-R-A-P-M-A-N? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that's my personal Instagram. And then uh, there's the one for Zorro Branding. That's how my company is called. Okay. So it's Zorro Branding NL. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that's the other Instagram. Yeah, that you can follow. And that's all about business. And I try to like post everything in two languages. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, keep keep it up. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited for you to see Ghosted coming out Valentine's <gasps> Day two weeks from today. Jane plays Val. She's a really awesome character uh, and I loved her in it. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. It was nice to see you again too. And yeah. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the short you can be critical with me too but okay. don't be so critical on yourself okay I try okay <laughs> I'll, I'll try <laughs> okay i hope you made it to the end of this podcast we just hit 41 minutes um and i'll talk to you guys later okay bye-bye <laughs>